With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Brandon Phoenix. I am also known as I Also Hate Pitt. We are talking about West Virginia University versus Cincinnati and much, much more on today's Raspy Voice Kids podcast. Come check it out with your boys. It is sure to keep you on your toes and never disappoint. Raspy Voice! This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen, a small, Local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your Marshmallow Couch and other sweet treats at ModernAppalachianKitchen.com. We are part of the 1012 Patreon. Please be a part of our 1012 Patreon where you can get behind the scenes information, show participation, and other things. It is www.patreon.com slash 1012 network. Thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by my brother. It's your boy, J.N. Fiend, Raspberry Voice Kids. You know how I do. We are in the building, and of course, today is a Why We Hate Day. Why We Hate UC Cincinnati. 
however you want to say them Bearcats' names. We are here to talk about the preview for the game in Morgantown versus Cincinnati. We are here to talk about why we hate Cincinnati. We are here to talk about WVU basketball, the preview of college football this weekend, as well as the NFL. Jeremy, what else do you have for the people? Do we want to review the Oklahoma game, or do we want to just wipe our hands of it? Oh, we can go into it. It's, it's what you want, man. It's what you want, what you feel. Well, one of the things I think is interesting is that Matt Moore is up for a Broyles Award, which is one of the top assistant coaches in the nation. And I don't understand how that is even possible. Do you understand how that is possible, Jeremy? Isn't Matt, is, is, is Matt Moore the offensive, co- uh, offensive line coordinator? Matt Moore is the offensive line coach. And the offensive line has not been as good as advertised, in my opinion. Do you disagree? I kind of disagree because when everybody's zeroing in on the offensive line, how can you, I mean, they know what's coming. So the fact that we are six and three and we've won these games, these games have been won on the ground, not through the air. In fact, they knew what was coming. Because we can't throw it through the air. So, yeah, no, I, I see how maybe he would be up for something because they knew it was coming, yet we still run the ball and win games based off the running quarterback and the running running back in our offensive line, giving our um, quarterback time for whatever it is. I can see it. I can see it. I don't think it's too outlandish. Who did we run the ball against, Jeremy? People with above 500 records? Um, we did it against the people on our schedule. Those are the only people you really could can do it against is the people on your schedule. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the people against our uh, uh, that we played. Put me in as a skeptic on Matt Moore. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to sneeze. I'm a skeptic, not a hater, but I am a skeptic. I don't believe he should be up for a Broyles Award. I'm not saying the man needs fired, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying I don't believe he should be up for a Broyles Award. Excuse me, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm allergic to... Them allergies, to... man. Them allergies. It's all right. We all get them. <laughs> a, we get them, man. I guess that's what it is. Jeremy, I thought we had a chance to beat Oklahoma in Norman. I thought we had a chance to make a statement on their way to the SEC. I thought we had a chance to put a stamp on who Garrett Green is, who our offensive line is, who CJ and Jahim are. And that is not what happened. We got rolled. We got dominated. We got embarrassed. That made it look look like who everybody else thought we were. We're talking about being 14, 14, 14, and and we're not 14. We're way above that. But when we play a team that's actually good and solid, man, we got blown out. It's embarrassing. Um, I don't even say embarrassing because I didn't even feel like it was embarrassing. It was... uh, I wasn't shocked by it. I know there's certain Mountaineer nation who felt but like, isn't hey, that, look, but isn't that embarrassing that you're not shocked by a 59 to 20 defeat? Yeah, especially not to Oklahoma. You you could talk about us being six or three all you want, or you know whatever our, our our record is. But when you look at our schedule, the best teams on our schedule: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Penn State. We all dropped to. 
in a big way, was pretty solid in all the games except for Oklahoma State. Um, the losses are oh, hold up, hold up. We're not six and three. We're we're six and four. Six and four. That's right, because we have the Houston loss, and that was a bad loss. I mean, it is what it is. Like we beat the teams that we're supposed to beat, and we lose to the teams we're supposed to lose to. So except for that's one re- time. And and for the most part, that's that's where I get like this thing. Like it's just a little confusing. I got a guy at work who who talks about it all the time. He's like, oh, oh, and he sends me stats and different things, and you know, we should put our faith in Neil Brown because of and and when I look at it, unfortunately, I see that we haven't done anything outside of what was expected. You know, and, and, and this last week getting spanked by Oklahoma. <sighs> Some people didn't expect it. I kind of didn't didn't think we'd win, and, and, and that's where we are. So, hey, look, we, we'll enjoy the wins. I enjoy going bowling. I enjoy um, having a winning record. But this is not going to change my opinion, Neil Brown, in one way. No, I agree. And the other thing that's funny is there are people who are like, why are we moving the goalpost? And here's why we're moving the goalpost. Because the data came in. It's like if you go to the car dealership and you're going to trade in your car and you think you're, you think you're getting a good deal. And then you get on the internet real quick and you do some research and you find out your car is worth $10,000 more than the dealership is offering you. You realize it's not such a good deal. Because you're actually worth more than what the dealership is offering you. That's what we found out about this team. It's really not so much about this team as much as it is about the schedule. The schedule was supposed to be a juggernaut. We thought we were going against high-octane offenses that could not be stopped. And it turned out we were playing chumps. Aside from Penn State and Oklahoma, it turns out. And here we are at six and four with a loss to Houston on our resume. Anything less than eight and four is inexcusable. We have to beat Cincinnati and we have to beat Baylor. And it's still pass or fail in my estimation. And it's so funny. Like people want to talk about what's inexcusable or not inexcusable. What talking about changing the goalpost. No, we're not changing the goalpost. It's not changing at all. We want our team to be good. We want to have solid wins. We want to win a certain amount of games. And I understand you're saying, hey, we are going to win a certain amount of games. But when we play a bunch of chump teams, are you being for real? There's so many people who are such homers, which I am not. I want West Virginia to be good every single year. I want West Virginia to win in every single sport. I wish our coaches stay forever if they're good. But I'm not sitting here talking about a coach's stay or a coach's won me over beating a bunch of mediocre teams or teams that stink in particular. Look at the Big 12 Conference. Look where everybody's ranked. All our wins come from, from teams that are ranked in the bottom half of the Big 12. You're talking about changing the goalpost, are we really? You're accepting what you're given. That's what's going on. And I'm not sitting here telling you we should win a national championship. And that's what they try to do. They try to switch it to, oh, oh, should we, should, we should be in the Big 12 championship. Oh, oh, are you expecting? No, no. But I expect us to compete. I expect us to be up there. I expect us to be good teams. 
So when you're sitting here, it has to be at one extreme to the other. That's not the uh, uh, the actual basis that we're talking about. We're talking about actually being solid. And we're talking about having a good program. And right now, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing good things. But when I say good things, I'm talking about things that I haven't seen in the past. So maybe they should already should have been here within five years of a head coach. Either way, it gets my nerves when people try to say, oh, you're moving the goalposts. No, we're not. We're being real and truthful. And we're reacting to the data that is presented. That's, that's what we're doing. Why would you stay static in a dynamic situation? That's all I'm saying. Um, Jeremy, let's preview Cincinnati. Cincinnati stinks. Bottom line. Sorry, Viva La Cat's pod. Cincinnati stinks. Okay, our 10-12 brothers, need, they need to know. Scott Satterfield, your team stinks. Your name stinks. Three and seven overall, one and six in conference. You were dead last in the Big 12. Your butt, okay? If Neil Brown doesn't beat Cincinnati at home, I don't want to hear it. People ask me if I'm nervous about this game. Jeremy, no part of me is nervous about Cincinnati. Not one bit. And I don't feel weird saying that. I don't feel like I'm jinxing the team by saying that because, first of all, I don't believe in that. But second of all, because we, when we played BYU, I was not nervous about playing BYU, and then look what we did. We went out and steamrolled BYU because BYU also stinks. They were playing with a backup quarterback and lots of injuries. Cincinnati comes in, they stink. And I hear people talking about things like their defensive line. If their defensive line was that great, they would win more football games. But they don't because they're not, and the rest of their team isn't very good either. West Virginia should be able to run the ball. Maybe not at will, but they should be able to run the ball. They should be able to, they should be able to move the ball offensively, period. And they should be able to shut down Cincinnati's offense. They should win this game comfortably. Even though they're six-and-a-half-point favorites, I say what Irrational's been stating, we should win the game by at least, at least, Two touchdowns. I love that you say always say that. At least two touchdowns. <clears throat> I guess it's just the the theme for twenty twenty three. At least two touchdowns. I know ever since we played Penn State, but I'll go with you, man. And you look at uh, Cincinnati, what they've done and who they played. Cincinnati is not a good team. They're their group of five team. Maybe if they if they were in the group of five, maybe they would have ten or nine, nine or ten wins again this year but they're not. They're in a big boy conference. They're in the Big 12. Once again, Neil Brown should earn a win over our group of five team. If he does not, there is a big problem. There's a huge problem. So, look, we should win this game. You said by at least two touchdowns, and I agree with you. Two touchdowns against the Nasties. And by the way, going down there in a few years, I feel like will be formidable, but not this year. This year, Get your free win, Neil Brown. This is your free year, 2023. Go get all your wins. Look as good as you can. And and, and be cocky about it in the press conference because that's what you do best. Yeah, do it. Yeah, and you should do it because this is have going you, to be your only chance to do it. So have have you heard Neil Brown talking all cocky about how he didn't like what what they put on film and he don't make any mistake about it. He's not he's not happy about this at all, and he guarantees they're going to bounce back. Yeah, it's easy to say you're going to bounce back when you're playing a bunch of sixth graders. 
Yeah, no, it's easy when you have literally four teams on your on your schedule that are a group of five and one who's not even. And literally. one you couldn't even and one you didn't even beat. Houston, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, all group of five. And then you have a fifth team and your eleven game schedule or your twelve game schedule, um, Duquesne, who's not even. That's five wins that's given to you. Let's let's and, not get and, this twisted, okay? And you only got four. Yep. Out of that. So Yep. Real talk. That's where we are. So I expect and we don't know if CJ Donaldson's gonna play because of injuries. We're not sure about Doug Nestor. We're gonna have to sit there and wait. They're gonna give us information later on we haven't heard yet. That said, I don't think it matters. We have plenty of good running backs, starting with Jaheim White, who is our best running back, in my opinion. We're gonna see what he's got. We're gonna see what the offensive line can do. We're going to see what this team does, but it should be a, a significant win. Not sorry. It should be an easy win. Should not be sweating bullets watching this game on Saturday. So Jeremy, West Virginia basketball. Bounce back game. They ran the 2-3 zone. Jesse Edwards is accustomed to it. What do you think about the Mountaineers? We're playing basket. Ball. Look, man, we had to run the 2-3. I feel like it was essential for us, too, because I love playing man, putting the pressure, getting in people's face, causing the turnovers. But when you only play in a seven-man rotation, the zone helps, you know, <clears throat> helps keep, keep the guys' stamina and energy up. You don't have to run as much. You don't have to play as hard, I feel like, in a zone defense. And it seemed to work. Granted, we're playing lesser, lesser talent, but the way I feel about West Virginia basketball right now, especially when we're missing so many team, uh, so many players, is a win is a win is a win, and Bingo. that's right. That's and, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to stack wins. Let's get another win, and that's what we did. We got a win. It was a pretty big win. Let's move on to the next one. And I love that our guys are getting a little cohesion, getting a little gritty, get a little feisty. Hopefully, when these players come back and add to our depth. It'll help everything that we're trying to do out. But right now, that's not the most um, important point. The most important point are W's. That's it. I saw somebody say the game was a battle for the Rich Rodriguez. Whoever won got to get Rich Rodriguez. Jacksonville State versus West Virginia. Okay. We won, but we'll still give them to you, okay? Yeah, you can have them. You can have them. We have uh, SMU coming up next on Monday, November the 20th. And we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I just know that Jesse Edwards can ball. Quinn Slazinski, first time I saw him play, I asked, is Quinn Slazinski a dude? It was a rhetorical question because the answer was yes. He is a dude. He can go. He can go. He got 19 points in the last game. Nah, he keeps killing it. Keeps killing it. That's what you want to see out of your guys. Um... Let me see for the Jacksonville State game. Yeah, there we go. Um, he wasn't the only one. Kobe Johnson. Kobe Johnson did his thing. Kobe Johnson had a career high, 19 points. He also had a career high in assists and rebounds. So he's getting a little more comfortable, and the key for him was his aggression. And this is a little pet peeve I have. I hate when people say aggressiveness. It's just aggression. It's not aggressiveness. It's aggression. Okay? The man was aggressive 
He had aggression. And because of that, he balled. And we need more of that out of everybody if we're going to be successful because they double and triple Jesse every chance they get. And Jesse still balled. So that's where we are. I like that Josh Eiler is trying new things. He's willing to adapt. That's what you got to do if you're going to be a good, successful head coach at this level. Hopefully it pays off for him because we like Josh Eiler and we're rooting for Josh Eiler. We're rooting for all these guys. And if we get a cook back, if we get Raekwon battle, when we get Kirk Krissa back, this could be a formidable team. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm excited if they can stack wins in this out-of-conference schedule while we wait on these boys to get back. That's key. Stack wins. Stack wins when you can. That's the point. Uh, Are you ready to talk NCAA? Oh. A sad moment. WVU soccer falls to Marshall. Thoughts about that? SBC championship. Ah, uh, it is what it is. We, I guess, I guess. Uh, had the lead, had the lead through the game and blew it. We, we beat them, what, two times in a row? I guess it was their turn to get one. But, you know, the most important when, thing is what happens during the NCAA tournament. And so that's about to go down. Wrestling is ranked for the first time in a while. Number 24, shout out to WVU Wrestling. And also incoming freshman, Oak Hogan. Great name. Got a champion that. Show love to the kid. Uh, Rifle doing their thing. Still number one through the fall. And I think it's time to talk NCAA football for the weekend. Jeremy, you ready? Yes, sir. You know what this is. It's not rivalry week, so don't say it. SEC Cupcake Week. No, it's it's everybody on the schedule cupcake week, pretty much. It's SEC Cupcake Week. Penn State because gets Rutgers. rivalry week comes because rivalry week, week comes next week, week thirteen. So all the big boys play. So what are you looking forward to in this in this week? Uh, there's really not much on the schedule. There's really not much on the schedule. Georgia, Tennessee. After Tennessee just lost to Mizzou, which I thought was funny. Um, what's his name? I keep wanting to call him Taylor Heineke, but it's not Taylor Heineke, obviously. Uh, Drinkowitz at Mizzou told Heupel, we stand on business after beating Tennessee. Do you see that? No, I missed that. Yeah, so there's a friction over there. I like I, Jeremy College football is the best. It is. So there's friction over there. So Georgia, Tennessee, Saturday at 3.30. That's a game that jumps out at me. Anything for you? I don't know. There's a couple. I mean, obviously, Utah versus Arizona, 2.30. Yeah. Arizona was, is a one-point favorite. It's 17 versus number 22. The Pac-12 is actually a lot better this year than it's been in a lot of years. So. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. There, there's some exciting ball going down there, so. Yeah, yeah, check that one out for sure. Sun, Sunflower Showdown, Kansas State and Kansas, Saturday at 7 p.m. Jason Bean, not 100%, but taking reps, taking on the Wildcats. Should be a good game. Washington, Washington. I was going to say Washington State. 10-0, Oregon State, 
eight and two. Number eleven. Number five versus number eleven. Believe it or not, wait, where are you Oregon getting number State. 11? What'd you say? Where are you getting Oregon State number eleven? I got them at number ten. Okay, ESPN has them at number eleven. Oh, uh, maybe I'm I'm looking at NCAA. Okay, go ahead. And I'm guessing they're going off the BCS. Washington is number five. Oregon State is number eleven. Washington, Oregon the State football is playoff is actually at home, and they are two and a half point favorites against undefeated Washington. That's a big deal. That's one to look at. Seven thirty p.m. ABC. Washington versus Oregon State. I would have said upset alert for the Iowa State Texas game, except the Iowa State uh, players decided to start running their mouth about how they've beaten Texas. I think four out of the last five times they've come to Ames, and I don't think that bodes well for you when you start talking about what you've done in the recent past, because all it does is make sure that the team you're playing is focused. And if you've got five stars focused against three stars, the five stars usually win. But we'll see. I hope Iowa State can send Texas out with a loss. Yeah, it's a big game. So that there's moves a, us. A, to, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of big games in the Big 12. Just because everybody's so close. But yeah, go ahead. Well, that moves us to the NFL for the weekend. Which, by the way, it's a good week. It's a good week for NFL football. Last Sunday, it's last all, weekend it, was, was kind of garbage. This week is great. It, and I said kind of garbage for last week. It turned out to be garbage, but you never know. Hold up. Last week turned out to be great. Six or six or seven games decided at a last second field goal. It was great. Oh, I'm sorry. It yes, actually right. was great. It was actually great, but it was supposed to be garbage. This week actually looks a lot better. So I'll let you go ahead. What's, what's most exciting for you in the NFL this week? Joey B versus Lamar Jack. Amen. Thursday, Thursday night game. Seven and three versus five and four. The Ravens, seven and three. The Bengals, five and four. Prime. Amazon Prime video. 8-15. Baltimore's three and a half point favorites. We'll see what it actually goes about. I don't know who I think I think can win this game. Cause uh I'll be honest, both teams have a little bit of bipolar. <laughs> both yep. teams look good at times, and both teams look look bad at times, so I don't know. What about the Raiders and the Dolphins? Antonio Pierce got the Raiders playing a lot better ball. Dolphins showing themselves that they're not really up for the top-tier talent. Yeah, no. 13-point spread tells me everything I need to know. I think Miami wins this. I know the Raiders have been playing better. Antonio Brown, but their offense has not been playing better. Miami wins this one easily. I'll say the Steelers versus Browns, the AFC North, is probably the toughest conference in the entire NFL. Now, the Browns are one-point favorites at home. The Browns are nothing. favorites? Were the Browns are favorites still? At home. Deshaun Watson's not playing. Home. Deshaun Watson's not playing. That's right, and they're still one-point favorite at home. That's Steelers don't put up a whole, whole lot of points. Nah, Steelers don't put a whole, uh, up a give whole me lot of the points. Ste- give me the Steelers in that game. Okay, okay. That's that's a good game for me. Any other games for you? Uh, yeah. Um, I like... Uh, Eagles and Chiefs, of course. Monday Night Football. The Kelsey Brothers. You know what else is special about that game, Jeremy? What? 
T-Swizzle is supposed to have her parents meet Travis Kelsey's parents at that game. Getting serious. Getting serious. Getting serious. So we'll see. But uh, not that I care so much about that romance. I, I'm not, I, can't, I can't front all the way. I do care a little bit about that romance. But I do want to see that game. I think that'll be a good game. A nice rematch for the Super Bowl. Eight and one Eagles versus seven and two Kansas City. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, excuse me, at home. Arrowhead Stadium, Monday Night Football. I mean, that's one of those things that you got to watch. Like, we talk about big time matchups throughout the year and things that you can't miss. Eagles, Chiefs, and Arrowhead on Monday Night Football is one of those things you can't miss. Period. You can't even miss Michigan, Ohio Chiefs. State. You can't miss Alabama, Georgia, the SEC Championship. And you also, during football season, cannot miss Eagles versus Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Rematch of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like Jeremy said, the Chiefs are so arrogant, and they just didn't make any moves at the deadline, so they're clearly going to just die in the water. So I don't even know why he's telling you you got to watch it, because we know it's going to happen. Right, Jeremy? Yeah, true, true. Vegas doesn't believe me because they say two and a half point favorites for the Chiefs. I'm just saying. Eagles Chiefs, 8-1 for 7-2. We'll see what happens. We'll you know who happens. I'm rooting for. You know who Fly, Eagles fly. Yep. It's the worst thing any Eagles fan can hear. Philadelphia, get at your boy. And by your boy, I mean J.N. Fiend. All right, Jay. You know what time it is. Why we hate. Stay tuned. Coming up next. Rap me voice. It is time for why we hate Cincinnati. You see whatever you want to call yourselves. We don't really care because we hate you. And this is your boy, Brandon Phoenix. You know me as I also hate Pitt. This week, I also hate Cincy. And I'm with my brother. Jeremy J. and Phoenix in the building in the booth. Now, when I started this, I thought a Bearcat was just this made-up thing. But Jeremy, did you know a Bearcat is a real animal? Nope. Been too wrong. Native of Asia. That's right. Not native to Ohio, let alone to the city of Cincinnati. I'm tired of these schools claiming animals that have nothing to do with them. But here we are yet again, Cincinnati claiming an animal that has nothing to do with them. Also, the Bintu wrong, a.k.a. the bear cat, the confused animal that can't make up its mind about what it is or what it wants to be, It's small and slow. It's not intimidating. And it's recently been put on the vulnerable list. That makes it exactly like your football team. And when you get to Morgantown, you're going to understand why that's a problem. Because, see, we are smack dab in the middle of hunting season. Musket season, to be exact. You don't want to be a Binturong in the mountains of West Virginia. 
in the hills of Morgantown. But that's what you're bringing. And you're bringing them in red and black. Easy target. Mistake. You know another mistake, Jeremy? What is it? You know what another mistake is? What is it? Graders. Graders ice cream is overrated. Black, raspberry, chocolate, chip, whatever. Garbage. I said it. For all you people listening who might be from Ohio, especially the ones from Cincinnati, Graders is overrated. Jenny's clears big time. Jenny's all day over Graders. Jenny's out of Columbus over Graders from Cincinnati. All day, every day. I will slander you. I will slander you. I will slander you. Because it's the truth. I know y'all love it, but let's be real. Graders is garbage. It's crap. Jenny's forever. Speaking of things that are superior, Cleveland is superior to Cincinnati. Columbus is way out of your league. Just like West Virginia University is to the Cincinnati Bearcats. The all-time record is like 16-3. to It's not a rivalry. I know you guys want it to be. The Big 12 wants it to be. They want to manufacture it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen in the Big East. Tony Gadouli, what was his name, Jeremy? I can't even remember. Tony Pike. Yeah. Tony Pike. And then Michi Lagoo. Right? Michi Lagoo? Anyway, those boys couldn't get it done. Your guys can't get it done on the field this time anymore. And the problem more than anything else is you went with a coach named Scott Satterfield. Scott Satterfield should have been the warning sign. A guy named Scott Satterfield should be teaching chemistry, not coaching football. He was coaching at Louisville. He did a mediocre job. They were ecstatic to get rid of him, and he got shipped to you in Cincinnati. They're happy he's gone. You're sad that he's there. Brom's doing a great job. They're more successful than ever. And you guys are in last place. 14, asked Charles Wesley Godwin over there in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's why we hate you. You're doing nothing but dragging the conference down. You add nothing. The only thing you add is a potential for an upset that won't happen because the Mountaineers are going to win this Saturday by at least two touchdowns. Jay, take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate everything that you said, B. You kept it real. 100. 100%. The thing is, when I look at Cincinnati, we should like them. We should like them for all, I mean, outside of, uh, of, of anything that you may think. Like, we should like them. Bobby Huggins was your head coach. You love Bobby Huggins. We love Bobby Huggins, too. He's a Mountaineer. He played here for four years. He's coached here for so long. We have so many things that connect us. Melvin Levitt. Look, man, hats off to Melvin Levitt in Cincinnati. Ruben Patterson, man, he was the dude. Kenyon Martin. Who, who else do you want to talk about, man? Like, like we were looking about at college basketball and, and Bobby Huggins. Like, we shouldn't hate Cincinnati. But the reason why I do is because so came along a person named Brian Kelly. 
Yes, that same arrogant, smug Brian Kelly to Cincinnati. And don't think I, I forgot what happened last time we played you. We went down there to Cincinnati, and, and Cincinnati was in a, a run for big-time bowl. You saw it like I saw it. We got absolutely ripped off last time we were in Cincinnati. Somehow, we went down to Cincinnati when Brian Kelly was there and got ripped off. Absolutely cheated. Everybody in the world knows we got cheated. You know we got ripped off. And that's when I started hitting Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati got too big for the britches. You're not even the best team in your state. Not even close. Tell me, when's the last time you beat Ohio State in anything? What have you best in Ohio State in anything? You just now got to a big boy conference. I know you're Cincinnati. I know you're the Cincinnati's. But the only time you've ever been relevant in basketball is when our homegrown coach, Bobby Huggins, was coaching you. What have you done since then? Sit down and be quiet. You are the marshal of your state. And you will never be better than Big Brother or close to Big Brother. So the fact that you're in our conference kind of irritates me. Because you feel you're loftier than what you are. And this would be mo- so much more potent if this was at the beginning of the year when you didn't understand that you're garbage. But now that you're in the Big 12 getting smashed by every team you play, now you realize it. A realization, an eye-opening, an awakening. That's what it is. I hate you, Cincinnati. Because last time we went in there, we got ripped off. But this year, when you come to Morgantown, we're going to beat you like the chump group of five team that you are. And you're going to take it. And you can say whatever you want. You can be mad as whatever you want. But the truth is the truth and the real is the real. You're not a big boy yet. Yeah, you made it to a big boy conference. Congratulations. Get your weight up. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go get another win and give them another loss and let them think about it for a while in the corner. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.